0: I'm going to read from Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9 because uh, we have been enjoying Christmas from around the world and different aspects of who we are here at Kensington Temple, over 117 different nations and major ethnic groups. But this is not something that we just enjoy, but it's something that is prophetic it is pointing to a time in heaven when every day is going to be like this and we'll be praising God from around the world 24 7 for eternity so let's read let's think about this imagine the picture Revelation 7 verse 9 following John is getting a revelation a picture of heaven he says then I looked and there was a great multitude which no one could count From all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, they cried out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. What a beautiful picture, not just every nation, but every tribe and every people and every tongue in heaven before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white, and this is their praise song, the song of the nation's salvation. Salvation belongs to our God. You see, God is not just about redeeming individual lives and maybe uh, tonight some of you will give your lives to Jesus for the first time and ask him to forgive you your sin. Yes, God is interested in the individuals but he's also interested in family salvation. He's also interested in tribal salvation and he's also interested in nation and national salvations. We see this right here. God's great plan is to bring the redeemed, his people, out of every nation, every tribe and every tongue and bring them together. To bring them in their unity but also in their diversity and their different expressions of who God is. We find in Acts chapter 17 verse 26 that the nations do come from God. Acts 17, 26, Paul is preaching in the Greek marketplace and he says this, From one man he made every nation of men to inhabit the whole earth and he determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their lands. God intended that they would seek him And perhaps reach for him and find him, though he is not far away from each one of us. So in this passage, Paul is saying that from one man, that's Adam, from one man, he made every nation. God made the nations. It was God's idea. It was God's plan. And he's made them for their appointed times and their seasons. He knows their boundaries. He's set them. And he does this, it says, in verse 27 of Acts 17, because he intended that there would be national seeking of him, that there would be national and cultural expressions of different identities of the nations and the tribes, and that in their own unique way, they would seek him and that they would find him. Now, when we look at the world today, we know that the world is fallen, every individual is fallen, each one of us without exception has gone astray. Like sheep we have gone astray and we have turned to our own way and we've turned from the living God, each single one of us. But also we find that the nations too are in a fallen state. God, God does not just out to, to save you and I as lost single sheep. But God has salvation plans for peoples, for tongues, and for nations. Because the nations have fallen. Everything is fallen, but praise God, everything is also redeemable through the blood of Jesus on Calvary. Jesus didn't just die for the Jews on Calvary. He died for everyone and for every nation. And when we think about the fallenness of nations and and how the devil also has his plan for the nations. And we see in the history of the world, the nations often at their worst. From nations we see racism takes place, one nation wants to lord it over another nation or even within a nation's boundary one tribe or one group thinks themselves better than another tribe or another group and seek to suppress them and we, we know that the history is also a, a story of, of, uh, of, of many killings and, and destructions and, and we're aware of these things. Also, we find that people's national identity can also go into sinful extremes. You can have right-wing nationalism that becomes so extreme that if you're not part of a particular nation, tribe or ethnic group, then you're considered less than a human being. Somebody that that, that should be treated like a slave or, or treated like an outcast with extreme nationalism but also it can go to the other extreme, extreme socialism, extreme communism. Uh, Beware when people speak against nationalities. Beware of people that are hyper-national to the point of pride and racism. That's one extreme. But also beware those that proclaim that there's no nations. Because when they proclaim that there's no nations, Believe me, they're seeking to impose on you something else that they want to do. One world government, open borders, the idea that there are no nations, the idea that there shouldn't be any borders. Soviet Union and communism, which, uh, which spread for quite a, a long time, that proclaimed that the, there was no such things as this nation or that nation, there was just one Soviet, but as long, it was, as, long as it was run by Russia. And so we see these types of extremes that can come in, extreme nationalism, extreme socialism, that takes the idea of nations and perverts them greatly. But God, as I've said, has a plan for the nations. And we've touched on it this evening in all of the celebrations that took place, the different varieties, the different dancing, the different languages, the different styles, each one of them uniquely and specially bringing something of the life of God and the humans that he's created into our experience. That is the wonderful thing about Kensington Temple London City Church. It's a work of God, the different nations that have come together in Kensington Temple. Many churches in many places have tried to be international. They've had a vision, we're going to be international. We'll put this on, we'll put that on. And that's worked to a certain extent. But God, very early in the history of Kensington Temple, put into our very church DNA the nations of the world. And the Holy Spirit, not a church program, drew the nations to us here in London and also from us has sent back to the nations of the world from Kensington Temple. Uh, we're we're, We're a training church. We're a sending church. We're a receiving church. 119 different nationalities and major ethnic groups. It's a picture of heaven and it's something that we can be very grateful for because what this world needs more than many, many things is a picture of how the nations can be celebrated in all their wonderful creation that God has given them and and their, their culture that God has given them and wants to redeem where every nation can find a place, every nation can be celebrated and every nation can celebrate the other nations we've celebrated just a few of the different types of nations this this evening. Everybody enjoying their culture. Everybody rightfully in God, proud of their heritage. And yet everybody appreciating and seeing that in other cultures and other nations, there are aspects of God that perhaps aren't demonstrated so strong in our particular nation. We can see others bringing... uh, a manifestation and a revelation and, and a gift of praise and worship that shows us something about God. That picture there in Revelation, when we're in heaven and we are fully redeemed. You know, when you go to heaven, you're not going to lose your culture. It's going to be redeemed, but you won't lose it. You're not going to be nation, uh, uh, lose your nationality in heaven. You're still going to be Brazilian, Marcelo. I know. You're still going to be from the French speaking places of Africa. You're not, that is part of who God has made you. And it wasn't by accident that God gave you your nationality. It's part of who you are. And second and third generation people in London, you should remember that. Yes, you, you, you're, you're as fully British as anyone else, but also there's something special about your heritage that, that you, should, you should keep sacred, that you should enjoy, that you, you should say, hey, I'm British, but I'm I'm British Caribbean, or I'm British, but, but I'm British African. Th- these things are wonderful things, gifts from God and redeemed and used to his glory, a marvelous thing in his sight. And God always had the nations on his mind. Often people say, well, God had a nation. God had his own nation, Israel. Yes, but they were a nation that were meant to be a kingdom of priests. For the other nations. So even in God choosing a nation, I mean, when he chose the first Hebrew, Abraham, the first thing he said to Abraham, Abraham, well, one of the first things he said, Abraham. I've chosen you and all nations and tribes are going to be blessed. Every family, every nation, the stars, you're going to to touch the whole world. He chose one man there to to reach all men and then he, he, he took Israel as his own particular possession, and many times they failed him, but his plan for them was to be the priestly nation that would take to the world the goodness of God, the grace of God, and the forgiveness of God. And of course they did that with Jesus himself. A light to the Gentiles was prophesied over that baby at Christmas time. Right from the beginning there in the Gospels. Not only to save his own people and to come to the lost sheep of Israel, but right there it was that he was going to go to the nations, to the Gentiles, and take the message of God. They weren't going to become Jews. They weren't all going to come and live in Israel and, and say, oh, I'm no longer this. But, but he was going to take salvation to them. The salvation was going to come to their nations. They didn't have to give up their nationality and join Israel. But God was going to take what he'd given Israel and he was going to spread it into their nationalities. Go into all the world, Jesus said, and preach the gospel to every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Even on Acts chapter 2, it was all about the nations. When the power of God and the Holy Spirit fell, uh, Peter quoted from Joel and said, isn't this what the prophet Joel said? I will pour out my spirit on Jewish flesh. No, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, on every single people. And during that day, when they were filled with the Spirit, they were praising God with a new tongue, speaking in tongues, praising God in tongues. They didn't even know what they were saying. But those that heard them knew what they were saying. And they said, look at us. They were Jews and God-fearers. It was yet to go to the Gentiles, but it was on its way. But on the day of Pentecost, they said, look, each one of us from every known nation in the world are here today in Jerusalem to worship God. Each one of us here, these Jewish Hebrews, praising God in our own language. Can you see how powerful this evening is and what it presents to God? but although god wants to save the nations the nations well the nations are made up of families and individuals of which you are one and as i close my uh, short word to you tonight and we prepare to spend christmas in the caribbean let me ask you as you've been hearing people praising God tonight from different nations and in different cultures and styles. Don't you want to be counted one of the redeemed that we read about in Revelation? Don't you want to be one of those people that no one could count a great multitude from all nations, tribes and peoples and tongues? Don't you want to be in that praise service? Don't you want to be there? Whatever nationality or ethnic heritage you have, don't you want to be there? Don't you want to be in heaven for the rest of eternity? Well, you can. Jesus has made a way for you. Doesn't matter what your background, what your race, what your nationality. From one man, God made all human beings. We're all the same before God, and we all need forgiveness of sins. And Jesus died on the cross to make a way for you to go to the Father. Without Jesus, you can't go to heaven. You would would be inappropriate in this gathering because they're all dressed in white. They've all said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. They all know that Jesus died for them and asked for Jesus to forgive their sins. Knew that he died, knew that he rose again and believed in him. Faith in Jesus is your ticket to this great praise party in heaven. You've got to have a white robe. You can't clean your own life up to be white enough. But God will give you a new robe, a right robe. He'll make you forgiven. He'll take your sins away and he'll begin to fit you for heaven. Let's bow our heads in prayer. It's a very simple thing. Jesus is just a prayer away. If you trust him to forgive your sins, you will go to heaven. If you don't trust him to forgive your sins, you will go to hell. That's the message of the Bible. But nobody has to go to hell. Everybody can go to heaven if you just ask him to forgive you your sins. Believe in your heart that Jesus is who he said he is. That he died for you and rose again.